This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist, Rite 2, for February 4th, 2024.
Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. Uh, it is a joy and a privilege to have the opportunity to worship with you today. I'm so grateful that we get to be together today, so thank you for being here. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. It's a special joy to have you all with us, and I want to welcome those who are joining us on our live stream. We're so grateful that you get to be with us today in this way. If you'd like to know more about our church, you can uh, find us at redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. Are you guys not hearing me? Oh, can we turn this up? We'll turn it up. We'll turn it up. I can hear me well, but that doesn't mean anything, I suppose. Um, hold on, we're working on it. Oh, wait, I have a microphone like this. Does this help if I do this? Oh, look at that. I'm not going to do the whole spiel again. I'm so glad you all are here. This is very good. Uh, I'm just going to get to the announcements, but I'm so grateful that we get to be together. Um, okay, here are my announcements. Today we conclude our adult forum, Spirituality and Me, Opening Ourselves to the Presence of God. Today's topic is, You Will Find Rest for Your Souls, Witnessing the Movement of the Spirit in Your Life. So I hope you will join us for that. That's immediately following this service in the parlor. So you have a couple different options for what you do after this service. I mean, one option is you could just go home. I don't like that option. The other two options are you can join us in the parlor uh, for our adult education hour, or you can join us in the uh, Great Hall for some coffee and some treats and just socializing. But it's a wonderful time for us to be together, and I hope that you will take us up on that. Tonight, I'm very excited to tell you, I would invite you all to join us for a choral evensong service at Christ Church Cathedral downtown. Our Redeemer Choir will be joining the choir at Christ Church Cathedral for the choral evensong downtown at the cathedral at 5 p.m. I hope you will join us for that. I'm so looking forward to it. This Tuesday, February 6th at 6 p.m., we will be hosting a communal dinner and conversation as a follow-up to our movie viewing of A Case for Love. But even if you hadn't, didn't see the uh, movie yet, um, we encourage everyone to attend if you'd like to be a part of that dinner and conversation about the, the power of love in our world and in our uh, lives and how it transforms us. This Wednesday, Second Half invites everyone to hear Church of the Redeemer's very own Bill Killen presenting the history of the Sultana Steamboat Disaster. That's at 6.30 p.m. in the Great Hall. And then Sunday, February 11th, is our annual meeting. It will be in the Great Hall at immediately following the service, 10.05 a.m. on Sunday, February 11th. The reports are printed and should be in your mailboxes. If they're not there already, they should be coming to you this week. I have a warning about that. When you open up your annual report, the very first thing you see is a picture of me. And I saw it, and I have to tell you, I don't look like that anymore. That picture is from a long time ago. So um, that was a younger, more naive Philip Duvall in that picture. So I just want to make in front of all of you and online so it's recorded forever a solemn vow that by the next annual report I will have a new picture of me, okay? So we're not going to use the same picture for 20 years and you guys go, that's not at all true. So we'll take care of it. Just so that I'm just preempting any conversations about that. I already know and we'll take care of it for next year. Um, but uh, you can look out for that uh, in your mailbox. It's also already available online on our website under the media tab and on our app you can find the annual report. So you can have it today. Uh, we invite at this time all preschool to elementary school aged children to join us in the chapel for Donuts and Jesus, an age-appropriate interactive worship for children. Who do we got back there? Tommy's back there. There's Donuts back there. Jesus in the chapel, ready to go. Okay, you'll return to the service to join us all in time for communion. And my friends, these are all the announcements that I plan to make today. So I invite you at this time to please stand as you are able, and we will begin our worship together.
blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Please pray with me. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretch out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to live in. Who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth. When he blows upon them and they wither, and the tempest arrives, or the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no grounds for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me, and woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that in my proclamation, I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. The word of the Lord.
Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. When Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogue and casting out demons. The Gospel of our Lord. bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. I almost asked Deacon Gary to take a long pause after that verse in our gospel today so all the women in the room could have a collective eye roll together. <laughs> Boys. The only woman spoken of in the beginning of Mark is sick and laid up in bed and given no name but servant. When I first read the story, I did pause. I was reading the lesson to my husband in our home, and thankfully he's still alive today because his eye roll matched mine. <laughs> right on cue. I think my first response was, let this lady take a nap. She's obviously tired. I was more than a little irritated at our gospel today. Here we go. Another biblical lesson of woman, know your place. I could feel my own temperature rising up in solitude with my stricken sister. And then I remembered something that my homiletics professor, Judith McDaniel, used to say to us. If reading the Bible elicits a visceral response, pay attention. The Spirit is trying to teach you something. This woman, this unnamed widow, who was she? Why is her story so important 
that it's written about in all three synoptic gospels. What does she have to teach us beyond the traditional conceptions of the role of women in the church? How does she stand strong in the face of our rolling eyes to show us what a life focused on service to God really looks like? This woman, she is the first deacon of Jesus Christ. That is the name she is given. Her only deciphering descriptor Diakonia, she is called. Her service is not menial work under the domination of lazy men. It is the messianic ministry of the kingdom of God. It is the radical announcement of what true discipleship in Christ looks like. It is love in action, the mission of the church. Perhaps then our collective eye roll should come when upon recognition of the multitudes of sick and needy, needy people standing at his front door, Simon runs off searching for Jesus looking for someone else to fix the problem rather than seeking to serve them in Jesus' name himself. This mentality is not easily overcome. The abdication of his own responsibility to heal follows Simon Peter all the way to the very end of the gospel. When in the very last chapter of John, Jesus tells Simon that love is made manifest in service. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Three times Jesus asked Simon, and three times the answer is the same. The mark of true discipleship is an active response. It is a response to the love and healing that we have received in healing and loving others. Love is a verb. It is something you do. Jesus preaches and teaches all about love throughout the Gospels. His words have inspired us and filled us with hope. But Jesus does not just speak of love. He lives it. Taking this deacon in our gospel lesson by the hand and lifting her up reminds us that healing is made possible when we extend our hands to those who are hurting. The isolated captive the denigrated migrant, the marginalized majority. Lifting up those who have been put down, giving a healing touch wherever he can. When a crowd is standing at your front door, don't go searching for someone else to fix the problem. Fling those doors open wide like Jesus did and say, come on inside. The deacon is the disciple and she rises up to show us the way.
Now, there are a million different ways to serve in Jesus' name. And sitting among you are some individuals who have been called to serve in very specific ways. Raise your hand if you're on the mission board here at Redeemer. I know there are a few of you out there. Some of your fellow congregants have taken up the call to participate in feeding ministries, to extend grace and hospitality to young mothers who have been gripped by addiction. They are using tools to build ways for people to stay in their homes. They're offering education and assistance to our neighbors just down the street. If you know of other ways that you serve, we want to hear about them. We want you to invite your church friends to participate with you in the healing work of Jesus. I know that the problems can feel insurmountable sometimes. But if you want to end hunger, you have to start by cooking a meal. If you want world peace, you have to lay down your weapons, even if they are just words. And if you want to end homelessness, you have to build a ramp or advocate for affordable housing or, dare I say, build some. It begins with you. Just like our deacon in the gospel today, even the smallest acts of service can create a ministry that changes the entire world. Word and deed go hand in hand with Jesus. Healing and wholeness made possible through human hands. So raise your hand if you are invested in the mission of the church. Raise your hand if you are invested in the mission of the church. To provide love and healing and wholeness to this world in small and generous ways. Jesus uses those hands to reach out and lift up this sin-sick world that is lying in pain and brokenness, so in, in turn, those who are restored to health may serve in Jesus' name. We are here to raise the dead. We are here to raise the dead. Now comes the heavy lifting.
believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us, through our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, she is worshipped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for our Bishop Wayne and Bishop-elect Kristen, and for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. We pray for all the thanksgivings of this life, including the birth of Olivia Bauer, great-granddaughter of Kathy Krug, and the birth of Josephine Willadimeling, granddaughter of Shelley and Charles. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. We pray especially for Olivia Bowers, the Reverend Richard Elberfeld, Nicole Ivey, Ryan Patel, Brent Powell, Ted Russell, Eric Williams, and Presiding Bishop Michael Curry. For the victims of natural disaster, for the victims of the wars in Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, and Sudan, for the victims of the mass shootings in our country throughout the past week in New Orleans, Louisiana, Kansas City, Missouri, Charlotte, North Carolina, Memphis, Tennessee, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Compton, California, Palm Bay, Florida, and Grenada, Mississippi. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. We pray for the departed. Give to the de departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new life of your incarnate word. Grant that this light enkindled in our hearts may shine forth in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you and all the things we do, and all the things 
Almighty God, have mercy on you and forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand as you are able. My friends, the peace of the Lord be always with you. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God. Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you, in your mercy, sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with Mary and all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, then, take the feast. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
invite you all please to stand as you are able for the commissioning of our Eucharistic visitor. Mark, in the name of God and on behalf of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body because we all share one bread, one cup. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and in the love of God and of God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you always. Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Thanks be to God. <laughs> 